everybody can dream a dream, but are you actually going to be able to navigate to that dream? Welcome to the House Flipping HQ podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of wholesaling and house flipping businesses. The systems and automation that we discuss will help you build a real business instead of another job for yourself. From beginners to those doing hundreds of houses a year, we go deep into the details and strategies that are working today. And now your host, Bill Allen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the House Week HQ podcast. And I have an incredible guest with you today. And if you're on the video, you can see pictures of her. Obviously, you can see her. She's waving. And you can see pictures of her kids' artwork on the back, which is most likely going to sell for thousands and thousands of dollars in the future. Pretty amazing stuff. All right. Well, Becca Shea, you guys all know her. She's been on the podcast recently, just probably about a month ago. And uh, we talked about kind of her coming onto the board and which, why she stayed with me and you know why she's a part of the mastermind group and all of those things. Talked about her business a little bit. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that today, but what I do want, I'll, Becca will just give a quick kind of intro of who she is, where she lives and things like that. But we, I want to spend time talking about what Becca is going to speak about at Flip Hacking Live. So I've been doing these different series uh, since I took the podcast over and kind of uh, purchased the company of uh, different people and different kind of groups of people coming on. So I had, I had the board of directors, I had my staff, and now we're bringing on some of the speakers at Flip Hacking Live and some of the people that are, uh, it could even be some of the sponsors at the event and what they're doing and things like that. So um, really just kind of trying to bring you guys a little taste and flavor of what this event is going to be like, and really even digging into some of the details of what we're going to speak about at the event from stage. So you guys really can see that we're opening up like the whole doors to the business. I mean, if you listen to Chris and Heather's podcast on the cold calling stuff, you, you know that they're ready to give you the goods. So um, same thing with Mike Simmons, the KPI stuff that we talked about, we're really going to bring the heat. So Becca, thank you so much for coming on and taking some time to share with me and the audience. Uh, this is awesome. I always love spending time with you. So thanks for coming. Oh man, I'm super excited to be here. This is like my favorite topic. So <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I'll talk about it for a few minutes with you. <laughs> so Becca is hands down in the group, the queen of accountability, no doubt about it. So, hey, before we jump into that, why don't you tell everybody just a really quick kind of like who you are, where you live, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, I am a real estate investor. I've done wholesaling rehabs. I have rentals. Um, I really, throughout this journey, have found a passion for marketing and accountability. I do think two of them. Um, and I have a team right now of three people, um, and we are in Pennsylvania, about an hour left of Philadelphia, um, doing about 40 to 50 deals a year, and have a construction company, which uh, they're, they're pretty awesome, so yeah. An hour left of Philadelphia. So that's funny. I don't know if I've ever heard somebody say I live left of this city. So I am I the only person that envisions things like you would on a map because, you know, if you're looking at a map, it's left. Yeah, I still have to say never eat shredded wheat to determine which direction is northeast, south, and west. So I don't know if you guys come naturally. So yeah. So okay. So a queen of accountability. So marketing and accountability, and I think they they really go hand in hand. Those things. Your your KPI. So Mike Simmons came on. We talked about key performance indicators. We talked about tracking your numbers. That's one of the big things that he's going to hit on there. And that's a lot of what you do. And and to to be held accountable you got to kind of know that you have to have some targets to be held accountable to. So what we do is, you know, in, in my company is we, we use EOS inside the company. So this entrepreneurial operating system that uh, you can read about in Traction, a great book by Gino Wickman. Yeah. And he set up this program to run these kind of smaller companies, entrepreneurial type companies on, on a model. So run it on a system. And we run ours on that system. And we have a scorecard that sh tracks our numbers, our KPIs. And then yeah. it also comes with this right. weekly meeting that we hold the whole team accountable for. So you have to-dos, you have rocks, you have all these different things that you need to do. And the cool thing is we hold it online and you can see who's done what for the week. So yeah. if you don't, if you, if you, it's either done or not done. Your to-dos are done or not done. And so a lot of times I'll be scrambling. Say that day. all the time. I'm like, just done or not done, done or not done. <laughs> yeah, no excuses. You can't tell me that it's, oh, it's like, I got, I got most of it done. No, it's either done or not done. It's either checked off or it's not. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you what I find is, Mm, maybe like two hours before that meeting, I'm uh -huh. scrambling to get that last oh, yeah. like one or two done because <laughs> I don't want to show up to the meeting and not have my stuff checked off because I'm sitting around the room with the seven other people in the meeting 
And they're, they're, they, there's no sympathy there. They're going, why didn't you do it? Like, mm -hmm. I have no excuse. It's just not done. I didn't do it. And so, so let's talk about kind of uh, some of the accountability stuff. Like, why, why is that so important to you? And like, what is kind of, where did it come from? Do you have a background in uh, running accountability groups, background in any of this stuff? Or where did it come from? So I think I've always been a process. I mean, from the, from the first day we started this, but my whole life, I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. And I have always been a process person. Logistics are really kind of something super in my wheelhouse. And I like to just, I love to set a goal, but then a, a goal is useless without a path to get there, right? So um, I think that's where a lot of people, that, that's what separates the winners from the losers in this world, is everybody can dream a dream, but are you actually gonna be able to navigate to that dream? And I don't know, like three years ago, I was listening to the Brian Buffini podcast and he had this book on the 12 week year. He interviewed the author of the 12 week year. And as he was talking about it, I thought, man, this makes a lot of sense. Traction talks about 90 day goals, your rocks, right? And there's another good business book of how Google works. They use something called OKRs. Um, and there's another like quarterly planning, but this like 90 day cycle which I know the 12 week year author would be mad that I even compared it to something else. But look, we humans are wired to this 90 day cycle. Like we operate optimally on this kind of three month, 12 week period. And um, so I read it and I was like, man, this makes sense. Not only does it make sense, but I felt like uh, the 12 week year gave the best way to maximize that, that three month cycle. Uh, traction does give a lot of good ideas, but this is very kind of, no, do this and then this happens. So I got excited. I started doing it. I grabbed a couple people in the seven finger flipping group and was like, do you want to, do you want to do this with me? It's just a couple, you know, we'll just, we'll meet every Monday morning. We'll set our goals. Um, and the way that, you know, it works is kind of with anything like in the context of, of any of our meetings, you come to these meetings, right? And you have somebody telling you about marketing, right? All the different marketing channels and how much you should be spending and where you can do it and what companies will, will do that stuff for you, right? And then you have somebody else talking about all oh, the best CRMs and like, you're like, oh, I need to go home and check the CRMs. And you're like, oh, but actually I want to hire somebody. And you, you come away being so excited, but just almost manic with how am I ever going to get all this done? Like, where do I even start? So with the accountability sessions, it was like, man, here's all the like five things I want to do. But if I was just going to pick one, which would be my top one to get done. And then how can I knock that out? So like, what's my vision? Where am I going? Let's, let's, let's nail that down where I want to be in three, five, 10 years. What's the plan to get there? Like that CRMs and the marketing and the hiring someone, that's part of the plan, right? You have to implement. And then you pick one goal out of it. And then you figure out what actions you have to do. So for me, it was just a matter of taking my crazy giant brain that's on all the time and saying, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> How do I actually get something done in a way that I'm proud of and, and moves the needle forward? Yeah, I feel like I'm a huge procrastinator. And I think a lot of us are as entrepreneurs. And I've talked <laughs> about it uh, recently inside some of the groups and things. And I, I was on a, one of our seven-figure calls yesterday, actually. And I talked about procrastination. And I, I think the... The biggest thing is we get to the point where if we don't know the kind of like how to do something or the exact like next steps or like you said, break down those tasks that you need to get there. And if you don't break them down and you look at that big goal, you look at that kind of like the, that thing, that big thing that you want to get accomplished, it becomes so like overwhelming. And what you do is you kind of procrastinate. You get smaller things done. You get these little tasks done. You get this, you try to find up some excuse. Like yeah. I, I tell you right now, I did it yesterday. I, I have this. I'm creating the, all these videos right now and these kind of video series for, for this program. And I'm sitting there yesterday going, I got 15 videos to do. Like I know what I have to get done, but I, I, I think I just like spaced out for 30 or 45 minutes, just <laughs> writing stuff down, checking things off, just creating busy work for myself and saying, just because I, I know where I needed to go. But if I just was like, okay, I'm going to do this one, then this one, then this one today. And I lined it out then I would have gotten it all done. But I found these other things to do. I got distracted. I got an email and I went, to, I went over there. So um, a lot of the stuff is just, I, number one, I, I'm a procrastinator by nature and I know why. I like things to be really, really difficult and challenging. 
And if they're I like not, it when my life is hard. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, it's it's true. Like I want to accomplish something that is a challenge. If like if I had six months to make these videos, I would do them in the last two weeks. Yeah. Because over those six months, I could just do one every week, and it would be boring. Like well, I. And and to the point of like accountability. Uh, you know, you talked about traction and your weekly meetings and your scorecard, right? Which yep. I have in my company as well. And we're really on it, but like, I'm the owner. So if I come into that meeting and I'm like, well, I didn't get it done because this fire came, you know, I can make up first off I'm the owner. I'm charismatic because that's how most entrepreneurs are. I have sales in me. So like, no one's going to tell me no, no one's going to like hold my feet to the fire. So what we do in the, in the accountability groups is like, we, you kind of put your ego to the side or you find people who are um, equal enough to you that when you wake up and you, or when you show up and you're like, well, I didn't do it because this really important thing came up. Like, no, nobody, just no. Yeah. <laughs> you were at 60% this week. That sucks. You better be at 80% next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like nobody, I, you got to be, have assertive group. You got to have people who, and it's, it's peer to peer. You know, yeah. that's the big difference. You that got a bunch of, and, and that's what the, that's what this, the, that's the phenomenal thing about a mastermind group like this is you have all these other CEOs in the room who are not going to take your crap. They're yeah. not going to like, you got excuses. So, Hey, I got problems too. Like yeah. we we're hitting those numbers. We're doing this thing, you know, in spite of all of the things that I have going on, just like you, like you're not well, a unique. And that's also important why we show up and we meet the people time over time. Right. Because if you just went to a conference and you met somebody and you were like, here's what I want to accomplish. And oh, here's the things I've been struggling with. The first time you meet someone, you're like, yeah, oh, I understand. That sucks. But I'm telling you in the 12 week year groups, we meet 12 times, right? So the first week, okay, you had a rough week. I'll get, you got to pass on your numbers. The second week it happened again. Like this might be a, a theme. The third week. All right. Did you come here to work? Do you want a business or do you want to just somebody to pat you on the back? Like, so I think, I think that's the important thing of both the mastermind and the accountability groups is like seeing people consistently time after time, not just one time, because that's where you get the collaboration. Yeah, that's it. And it becomes a habit, right? Like over time, you start doing the reps, you're putting in the time, it becomes a habit, right? Otherwise, yeah. it's you just, you show up week one, week two. I mean, we, we shared on the last podcast that we did together that we, when we got kind of relinked yeah. back up a, a yeah. few years ago, um, like we, we were in this small accountability group that you set up. So even in that time, even before you're talking about three years ago, reading the 12 week year and all that stuff before that, you were like, I know that I need to get around people that are doing kind of what I want to do. And so we had this little accountability group. There were like uh, five of us, you know, and then it ended up just being me and you. So we told that story on the last podcast. So if you haven't listened to the last podcast that I did with Becca, go back to that podcast and check it out. And you can learn a little bit more about her, obviously. And so we talked about that. And so that small group accountability, you, we, after week one, right, I guess I have been doing this forever. I just can't help myself. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you've been doing it in your life and you probably just don't even realize it. Like your family, you have this accountability group inside the family and you have like weekly meetings with, you know, to go over things. It's probably in you for yeah, sure. So we had five budget meeting. <laughs> there you go. So there were five of us week two, it went down to four, uh, week five, I think it went down to three. And then there was somebody who showed up off and on for a couple more weeks. And then it was just me and you. So just, you kind of see who, and it happens, you know, these small group accountability, you see who's committed, you see who's not. And it, it kind of the cream rises to the top is the people who are super committed, mm -hmm. but you have these partners who like in this business of real estate, I think it's so, it's a, it's a challenging business. Like you hit walls, you get punched in the yeah. face. Like you, you get, it's, it's hard. It's not always easy. The call that I did yesterday about uh, mindset type stuff was you got to have a really strong why. You got to know why you're doing what you're doing if you're really committed. Like if you are, have no plan B, you're just all in, you're, this, is, this is what you're going to do and you're going to do it. You have a strong why because when that happens, you still show up. Like I remember when it was, you know, we're uh, in the military just getting ready to go to uh, flight school or, you know, going through like different boot camps and things. It's like, I don't want to get up at four 30 in the morning and go run. Yeah, right. Like well, I don't want to go march. <laughs> like, but I, I had to find something like what, what's driving me to go do that. I mean, you have these, yeah, Jocko Willink is going to come speak at, at flip hacking live. You go through. Oh, man, through, I'm so excited. Through seal uh, training. You're going to go through buds. Like, do you think those guys want to do that stuff? 
They do not want to do that stuff, but they have an end goal in mind and they have a really strong why of why the guys who don't ring the bell, the guys who make it through that, they know why they're there. Like they have this kind of core passion and something in them. And so I think that, that for, for me at the time, I had a really strong why of why I wanted to build a business and I could see that this was helping me. There were times that I didn't want to show up to that accountability meeting with you, even if it was just like me and you talking, like I, I can find excuses of, of not why I, I have too much to do. I have too much going on. Like I can easily yeah. say no or come up with an excuse but i did it because we put in the reps it became a habit it's it's on the calendar it's every day so i mean all this stuff kind of lines up you got the keep kpis you got the accountability you got kind of the time blocking goal setting uh like understanding your why all that stuff and it kind of goes right in there with uh with this accountability but it all revolves around somebody other than you being yeah. involved in this because when it comes down to you it's so easy to quit or convince yourself that you don't need to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the stories we can tell ourselves, right? Like, uh, oh, I didn't want to do that. I didn't, you know, there's this other thing going on. I don't need to. Like, I just, there's, I was talking to someone about it. We were talking about, like, you know, when you, achieving great things, is, it's, a, it's a bunch of processes and people fall off. Like you were saying, the cream rises to the top people fall off along the way, right? So anybody can have a dream. We can all dream big things. And I think everyone does, right? That's, that's what gets everyone up in the morning. And then turning that dream into a vision. Um, to me, the way I equate that is like, everyone can have a dream. Like let's say, cause we're in the house business, like owning a house, right? Someday I want to own my own house, right? That's a dream. A vision is I want a two story, you know, yellow house in Westchester, Pennsylvania in this school district you know, at this price point, that's a vision. It's very clear. It's taking that dream one step further. And so the first part on this journey is like, you have to see that vision, which you totally get at Flip Hacking Live. You'll see people up there on the stage and they'll say, I rehabbed, you know, 20 houses or I flipped one or I did a seven day, I did a seven day rehab, 40,000, right? Somebody else is going to take your dream and they're going to help you create a vision. And that's awesome. You have to see that vision. But then if you want to actually get to the point where that vision becomes a reality, you can't just see it. You actually have to like start by writing it down, like commit to that vision on paper, bring it into reality and not just in your brain. And then the, the people who are successful, they take it one step forward. They start talking about it. They go home and they, they tell their parents or their friends or their spouse, like I went to this thing and there was a guy, like I'll just use Tyler, right? There was a guy who did a seven day rehab, $40,000 seven day rehab. Like I'm going to do that. Oh crap. Now I just put it out there, right? Like the mm -hmm. world heard that. This person close to me heard that vision. And that's awesome. But that person, you know, the people around you, I mean, it's, you're much closer. But when you want to get like, if you want to actually achieve that seven-day rehab, then you got to say, here's how it's done. I got to order the, I got to put the scope of work together, you know, order the materials, stack them in the yard, get the crews. Like you got to break it down into the actionable steps and find somebody who will hold you accountable to doing that. Yeah, because those people that you told at your house or your family or your friends, right, they, they will let you off the hook too. Like they, yeah. those are the kind of people who are like, oh yeah, I know it's really hard. Like, yeah, yeah. oh no, yeah, you have a lot going on. You have, you know, you have a bunch of kids. Why you do you want to do these... that? You've got a good job. Yeah. Why do you, you don't need, you don't need to do that. I know. And so what I see in this room, like the cool thing that you mentioned the other day was you're going to show people how to turn this, like you go to this event at Flip Hacking Live, you show up, you get all this great information and then you leave and almost always do nothing with it. Like most yeah. people will, some, some will go implement it. Some will take, uh, some will try to do too much. Some will try, like my message there is going to be, look, I, what I always do is I try, to take, <laughs> I try to take three things and I rank them one, two, and three. Yeah. And I've tried to get just three things out of that. And if they're big, it's going to be one. It usually right now in my business, it's some small things. It's a mm -hmm. couple things. It's a little tweak. It's a fine tuning. It's a, let's try one thing this next quarter to see if it works and let's yeah. spend some money there. Let's, let's put some money aside. Let's do that. When you're in the beginning of the business, it can be overwhelming. So I think a presentation like this on accountability and actually having this kind of accountability group and this, this way to perform it's, you can actually break it down, like you said, from that dream to that vision to that task to those to-dos, and then also have somebody hold you accountable to it and, and have a structure for it. And if it's, if it's with us, great. If it's, if it's on yeah, your own, like, you a accountability it, like, find a, like, like you and I did before we even joined this group, like 
find some people who also have a vision, not just a dream, find some people who have a vision and work together to, you know, Hey, do you want to show up once a month, once a week? Can we just, it does and our calls, like our accountability calls are 15 or 20 minutes. They're not long, They're, but I'll tell you what, it's Friday today. My accountability calls at 7:30 on Monday morning. I have done maybe one, I mean like maybe 10% on my actions. So you better believe between now and Monday morning at 7:30 AM, I'm going to be doing a bunch of stuff. Whereas if I didn't have that call coming up, it's Friday afternoon and I got a friend coming into town. Like I can wait, <laughs> you know, maybe yep. next week. So you heard it here. Becca is also a procrastinator. So <laughs> just like all of us. Maybe. So, and you know, so for me, accountability, like the, for me, for me, that seven figure mastermind group was always this inherent accountability for me. That's, and, and I, I'm very good about um, just if I said something at the previous event that I'm going to remember it and show up and do something at this next event. And I think we talked about it, like me getting into Chattanooga mm -hmm. on our last uh, recording that I was going to do it. I had all, every reason not to, and I did. And it was because of the timeline of this event. Same thing here. Like, I know I got to get a lot of stuff done before flip backing live. And um, it's, it, I have to break it down and I'm held accountable. I have a team meeting that they're looking at me to make sure that my stuff's done so, and their stuff's done. And we're, we got to do's and we got tasking to get. Yeah, I heard Larissa calling you out. Did you, how'd you do on your videos? That's right. That's oh. right. I'm behind. You were like, what'd you say? Well, I got most of them done. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little behind. I know that I'm behind. There's no doubt about it. And, um, and I, I won't accept the fact that like, I'll get it done. I'm gonna tell you right now, if I don't have to sleep till we get there, it'll be done. But shut up, Becca. I'm getting it done. Stop <laughs> that's right. But I was, you know, my, the staff should have no problem calling me out with what needs to get accomplished. And if, I, if they're not getting from me what they need to get, then they need to hold me accountable too. And it comes back to like, uh, we go pretty far down the ownership track, but this, this book, Extreme Ownership, you're leading up and down the chain of command. So you got your staff that, that is looking to you who needs stuff from you too. And they need to manage you just like you need to manage them. So, but with the accountability side, like I, I, I'm doing these, you mentioned the videos. I'm doing this video series. I'm, I'm going back to some older videos that I've made in the company to see if we can repurpose some of them and use them and if they're mm -hmm. good. And I went back to a video that I shot probably a year and a half ago and I'm going to use it. So if you, if you happen to get into, like, see this video series, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's one video right now that I'm using. And I looked at it today and I went, who is that guy? <laughs> that guy has the fattest face I've ever seen. This big round face. I almost didn't recognize myself. He looks so unhealthy. And I do an intro to this video and talk about your health. So in case anybody's listening, your health is super important. Okay. Um, you need to take care of yourself. Even when you're growing and building a business, don't forget about you. Like you've got to take care of yourself. And I wasn't taking care of myself then. I had little kids, James in the hospital. I had all this stuff going on. Same thing. Excuse, excuse, excuse. And I was, I tell myself all the time, like I'm getting heavier. I need to lose some weight. I need to do all that stuff. And it took me hiring a coach, me hiring somebody to hold me accountable in order yeah. to make that progress. I was trying to lose weight my whole life. Like ever since college, in college, I was in really good shape. I was a college athlete. Um, and then kind of after college, it was kind of like, okay, I'm getting in the military. There was a little bit of drinking. There was partying. There's a lot of fun. And I was still in decent shape. I'd still play soccer. I'd still run. I did all that stuff, but I got out of the weight room. I stopped lifting weights. I stopped doing those things. And what I saw was I just got, was getting a little bit heavier and I said, okay, that's just me getting older, my metabolism shutting down, like slowing down all of these excuses, right? And, and nobody's going to really call you, nobody's going to say, Billy, dude, you're fat. Like, no. and you were not fat, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but Wait till you see the video. Wait till you see the video. <laughs> we could do like a side by side. Uh, so, so, and you're right. Like, so there's people who aren't going to say that. And it's become, it's become somewhat just accepted though, yeah. too. Like, you know, it's. I'll tell you what, when I travel around Europe and when I lived in England, it was, it was not necessarily as bad as, as here in America, but I, it became kind of accepted. It's so easy to grab fast food. It's easy to eat poorly. It, it, it takes a little bit more money and a little bit more work to eat better. And mm -hmm. so, so I just kind of fell into that. Like, yeah. And I, I love sweets. I love, I love yep. cakes and pies and all this stuff. So anyway, yes, you do, <laughs> I do. I love baked goods. And, and look, if you see me at Flip Hacking Live, I will be eating dessert. I, so mm -hmm. I, I, I really like it. So but I, I got into this point where I'm walking up the stairs to, to go play with my kids. I'm out of breath. I'm like, 
I'm a, a little bit over 180 pounds and you'll see it on the video. Like you, it's, and you, you I, I think I mentioned on the podcast before, look, I'm like five foot nothing, 180, somebody's like 180 pounds. Let's see that guy's like tiny. So, um, you know, I'm not very tall. 180 pounds was pretty heavy for me. And so I hired a coach. I hired somebody to hold me accountable. And all they did, like all they did, it was a weekly check-in. It was a daily. I, I used my fitness pal. I tracked my macros. I put my numbers in every day. And I put my workouts in and how much I slept and my waist measurements. And I tracked it every single day. It's yeah. tracked in the app. And then every week I put in a spreadsheet. I take pictures of myself with uh, uncomfortably taking pictures of myself, sending it into this, to the coach. He, he looks at it all. He gives me feedback. He changes my numbers, makes adjustment, fine tunes it. And then the next week I go to back to work. But I'll tell you what. This actually is perfect. In the 12 week year, one of my favorite quotes is um, we all have a dream. Like you wanted to get, you wanted to lose weight, right? You want to get in shape. And he talks about how we have so much more control over our daily actions than our vision. Like that, that vision is like, it's great, but we actually have no control over that. The only thing you had control over was taking those pictures, tracking the calories, you know, checking in once a week. That's what you, where you had control. You didn't have control. Over, you can't say like body, just lose weight, do it. No control over that. All you had control over was the day to day actions. So that's the biggest part for me has been the biggest eye opener on this stuff. And yeah, when you do it, it works like, but the accountability groups, you know, whether you're in this group or you find someone else out there, you know, I just, That's, I can't, I can't even like, t I'm such a passionate believer in this that I can't even call it out enough. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. Well, you have to be, you have to be a believer in this. I'm telling you right now, like it, it, what I've seen, <laughs> look, I tried to lose weight for years and years, like running, doing all these different things. And what it was, was it was me just not, I would always fall off. Like I lost, I lost weight. I remember when I was down at the, at the flight instructor training unit down in Pensacola, mm -hmm. I, I took this book. It was a book on health, health food. And this is when I was getting into my real estate journey. I was, I remember going out, making offers, making calls. And I just started eating a lot better. I was just mm -hmm. ate better and I ate better for a while and I lost weight and I looked a lot better. And then it was just this ebb and flow of things. And what, it, what this did, so that was just, that was like a temporary fix. I've done the, I've done all kinds of different diets. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, whole, whole 30, I've done the whole 30. I felt really good. And then sure enough, after 30 days, I'm back. So this was more of a lifestyle change. And I think that's what we're talking about here. Like an accountability group like this for real estate, right? I, I granted, I'm kind of using the Hey, I lost some weight, but I hired a coach. I had somebody come in and daily Darren Hardy wrote a book called the compound effect. Yeah, and yeah. That's really like a phenomenal book about these kind of things. If you could just talk about like quitting smoking, it's just like one daily activity, like a little bit less, a little bit less, a little yeah. bit less, a little bit less. And what you see is if you reduce the amount of calories that you eat by 50 calories a day, you're going to lose weight. Like it just, it compounds, but you don't see it right away. Like my progress was not immediate. When I, when I hired this guy, if I, if after two months I told him, I, I looked at myself and I said, Hey, I've been paying you for two months. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to quit. Right. And that's what we see in real estate too. We see people jump in, they make some actions. It becomes, you know, they, they start doing it. They don't see the immediate results. They don't see this like quick, get rich quick type stuff that everybody's promising. And what it becomes is it becomes this, oh, it's me or it's the market or, oh, that person that I, that I is mentoring me is not doing their job. It's like the blame gets pushed, but it's about, make, like you said, making those daily, daily actions, actions and they become a habit, but really breaking it down. The cool thing about the accountability group in the 12 week year is you break it down into those actions as opposed to just trying to accomplish the big tasks. Yeah. If I just said, I want to lose, 20, I, I lost 35 pounds and I lost like seven inches of my waist. It was really big transformation for me. I've never seen anything like that before. And I didn't think that I could do it. And when I, but yeah. what happened was after about three or four months, I started seeing results and the results pushed me to do better yeah. and made me want to, and I started seeing results and then, and then the compound effect happened like this, this Darren Hardy compound effect, what happened I started, I started going at first I went back in the gym and I was uncomfortable because I'd been in the gym before and I worked out a lot and I thought that I was like, I knew what I was doing. I could lift a lot of weight and stuff. And now I'm back in there going, I can't even throw up 135 pounds on the bench. And I'm just, I was doing like a couple reps. I was embarrassed, but I got in there. I put in the reps. I, I went two days a week then I went three days a week. And then I started being able to lift more weight and started seeing some results. And that pushed me to go in there. And then I was in there Thanksgiving night. 
because I felt like crap because I ate crappy food. Well, I, I don't know about that. That might be like a little bit of a psychosis thing here, Bill. But well, hey, that's true. Wait, it's I obsession. Uh, because you know you're a super driven person and sometimes maybe not relatable because like honestly bill like when you put your mind to something i don't know if you've ever failed the first time around like so, so i wanted to i was just thinking about this this week joseph druthers i gotta give this guy a shout out because i think that if you he's probably one of my favorite people he's in my accountability group this session this is probably his like sixth or seventh time through um the first couple times we did it i don't think he finished the sessions like after three or four weeks you know he would be out my dog ate my homework whatever and so then i started putting him in my group you know I'm like joseph buddy how's it going oh this happened okay but but really like you committed to these actions are you gonna do them to the point now where like it it took him some time to get some traction in it like he maybe the first time around he set his mind to a goal and it didn't happen exactly the way he wanted it to but like that guy came back day after day after day, he got knocked down, he came back. And now I see him and I'm like, wow, this guy's just the business that he has today versus when he started three years ago is a direct result of him showing up day in, day out. And it's not perfect, right? Like I'm sure if he were to get on here right now, he'd be like, oh, I still have to do this and this. But man, that guy is like, come, I just, I love him. I love how far he's come and like, you know, he might not be the person who's going to show up and be like, I got it done today. And then there's other people who I've seen come in and they'll be like, I'm going to, um, in wholesaling, the lifeblood of wholesaling <clears throat> is marketing and marketing. The way that we see our marketing show up is number of appointments. Right? So I usually tell people, um, if you have 10 appointments each week, you should get one, 10 set appointments, like not qualified out appointments, but 10 set appointments, you should be able to get a contract. So some people come in and they come in and they're like, well, I want to get six contracts. This, that's, that's my vision, six contracts, right? So then we talk about, all right, so you want to do six contracts. Well, let's break that down into an actual goal. Um, probably instead of contracts, let's make it something that's much more uh, manageable. So like, let's say six contracts would be five appointments a week would be 60, 60 appointments, right? So you need to get your sales reps on 60 appointments that should translate into six contracts. And then we break down the marketing thing of like, um, you have to send out X, let's just say X direct mail, right? I, I don't even remember, I can't do the math right now, but let's say it's 5,000 pieces. Okay, well then when you show up every day, let's, let's say your actions for that might look something like 5,000 postcards go out every week, 90% um, live answer. So every time somebody calls in off of your postcards, you're committing to answering the phone and running the script and setting the appointment. And then um, five-minute follow-ups. Those might be your three actions. Those are the things you can do week over week, day over day. Send the mail, answer the phone, follow up if you miss the call. Right? Same thing. Track my calories, go to the gym, whatever. I can do that. Done, not done. Did you send the mail this week? Yes, done. <laughs> you know, did yep. you answer the phone 90%? Yes, done. Did you call people back if you missed their call? Done. And then that should translate into your five appointments and then your appointments. I mean, obviously that's a marketing and a sales goal. If your sales team sucks, you're not going to get the six contracts. But what I want to accomplish from the stage is I want people to sit in those seats and listen to all the different speakers. And then I want them to paint their own visions. And then from stage, I want to walk them through that exact exercise. Like, Hey, you've, you've created your vision here you know, whether it's a marketing vision, like I want to be an expert marketer or I want to do the seven day rehab or I want to become amazing at metrics. Great. Let's break that down into goals and let's break that down into like, what are you going to do today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day? So that when I see you in three more months, you're like, yeah, I did it. Six contracts, you know? Yeah. So it's like the results are dictated by the input that's put in upfront. And yeah. that's because that is something that is measurable, something that's controllable, something that you can actually see that if you stack that up then it's going to result in, in, on, in something on the back. And if it's not, then you're going to see it ahead of time. You're going to start seeing that something else is wrong or broken in the system, you know? Yeah. And that's what I love about our scorecard is you want to look at these lead measures, the lead, not yeah, the, the lag measures, right? Look at these lag indicators. Like if you, after three months, you're like, we didn't get the six contracts. Well, yeah. okay. Why? You know, and six, you should six have known the lag indicator, right? Yep, exactly. Lead, yeah, 
So, yeah, it's the actions that need to be taken to produce the results that will produce another result that will produce that result. Like it's the top of funnel stuff, not the bottom of funnel stuff. So that's what's the most important things. So hey, I want to go back. You so you said that I was like super driven, which is true. I'm really driven. <laughs> I want to go and, back to me. Damn well, it. no, no, I know I don't want to fight this, but what I want to <laughs> ask you is I want to ask why, like, what can somebody who might not be super driven, type A personality do to produce results like that? Because I think that's what we're talking about here is I don't necessarily, I know that what I'm saying is I'm driven and I know that, and I still couldn't produce the results that I needed on my own. So I think that that's really important to highlight. If you, if you're somebody who is a type A, who is usually successful and has done things in their life that they're like, you can meet, you can meet a certain level of performance on your own. If you want to get to a point, so what, what I want to get across here is if you want to get to that point where you're, you're at a level past where you can do on your own, you need accountability. And if you, if you can't do that on your own at all, like you need, you can't even hold yourself. accountability. (laughs) You need like 10 times that. And because, you know, I, I did an interview with Walter Bond uh, recently who he's going to be coming to speak at Flip Back and Live. He was an NBA athlete. He was a professional basketball player, okay? And he talked about somebody to hold you accountable all the time, to have somebody in your corner who can get you to the level that you need to get to. Because if you can't just say that you want to do something, like everybody, like Tiger Woods, the guys, he's fun, these phenomenal athletes, they have people that they work with on a regular basis. They're putting in the reps to get where they are. It's not like they just have some like, there is some God-given talent in there for sure, but to get to these levels that you want to get to. So like I look at our group and the people that are going to be up on stage as kind of like the NBA of house flipping and wholesaling out there. And there's people in the audience, there's people that listen to podcasts who are like, they can do it, but I can't do it. Like they're special. They have these these special things that are going on, but no, they don't. Like they are just like, they're, they're ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And it's because they want to hit those numbers. They want to be the pros and they're putting in the reps. They're doing these things and accountability is a huge part of it. So anyway, I, I, I didn't want to bring it back on me, but what I do want to bring it back to is, is that if you're driven and you're super hungry and you're very successful, that doesn't even, that means the level that you're at is probably still not the top of your peak where you could go to. Yeah. And be at without somebody holding you accountable or running like I don't know, Tyler said it. Uh, I want to soar with the Eagles. I don't want to hang out with the turkeys. Like you want to be around the people who are also driven and they're driving you to the next level. If that's where you want to go and the same. And then if you're not driven and you're, you're, you're not the kind of person who is going to do that on your own, then you need, you need that way more. Like you're, you're, you're going to probably get, th- this is going to be the presentation that you need to hear and you'll get the most out of at this event because otherwise you're just an event junkie that's going to an event, writing down, filling up the book that, that, that we give you and you go, all right, I feel good. And you leave. And then you go back to your day, you go back to your day to day, day to day grind. You go back to it. And then next year you're like, Oh, I'd like to go there again so I can feel good. And look, I don't mind if you come every year and don't do anything with it. That's just fine with me, but I want you guys to be successful. Like you're listening to this podcast, you're putting the time, you're traveling out there. Like, this yeah. this is going to be the presentation for you, I think, if cool. if you're in that kind of stage. And and then the other benefit of it, I mean, obviously the the number one goal of the accountability groups of any accountability group is to help you achieve your goal faster than you would do on your own, right? And, and that is, and by and large, I see across the board that happens. But there's this awesome kind of side benefit that I think is almost as valuable. Um, the groups, we, we keep them to about four to six people. And, you know, you know, and I know being an entrepreneur and being a business owner is very lonely. Like you're forced into this position where you are making tons of decisions that you may or may not be qualified to make. And everyone's looking at you and just saying like, yeah, you got this. And you're like, oh, sure, I got this. All right, let's do it. Um, what ends up happening with these accountability groups is this kind of I mean, this is where the friendships are born. This is where the like, you come in and you're like, so my goal was to hire people and I've interviewed 35 and I finally decided on a candidate and they're phenomenal. They were, they started on Thursday and then they quit on Friday. You know, like, 
And so you come to your Monday morning meeting and you share this and these people have been on this journey with you for a couple of weeks and they've, they've been, they've been sharing kind of your just daily, you know, grind. And, and then you have that kind of moment of, wow, no one really understands how important this is, but you guys do. And I have learned and gotten to know people so much better through these weekly calls. Um, it's not why I do the calls, but I'm going to tell you, it's like a close second. Yeah. It's, it's a support network. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Like it's, and, and people like-minded people who are trying to do the same thing as you. Like, uh, I, I talk about it all the time. It's like all my friends are all around spread out all around the U S if we were all in the same place, we would just crush each other. So, <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, but it's, and that's, you know, that's why I love when we, I, I feel like we just left Boston. I, I know I've been really busy, but I feel like we just no, left really? Boston in July. It doesn't seem like it's been two and a half months. It has like, it's, it's really wild with how this, these groups kind of sneak up on you. And it's the same thing that we're talking about. Like that, that, meeting that weekly meeting sneaks up on you you go oh my gosh it's friday i'm at 10 percent, and yeah. it's the same thing here this sneaks up on you and then when it comes up and you got it you're like oh i got to get on a plane in two weeks i better i better do something that moves the needle so i can present about it yeah, and it, writing that presentation yep exactly <laughs> so it's all it's it comes down to that and that's i mean that's the we have accountability all over our lives and we don't even realize it most of the time because i don't know it's dressed in a different clothing or something like that and called something different, but accountability is it. Like I, um, it's, I, I'm excited to hear the presentation because I know that I need it in my life and it's been a, abundantly clear to me lately that I can hit a certain level, but I can't bust through that level without help. And I think that's all of us. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's personal life. It's a spouse. It's a person, you know, um, relationship, it's friendships, it's, uh, it's hobbies, it's sports, it's, it's business, it's money, it's all of those things. Like, um, we, we need yeah, it. Call it what you want. Co coaching, mentoring, accountability, you know, therapy, like they all serve the same purpose of someone getting you out of your head and helping you be the best version of yourself. Because if you just left to yourself, then you'll, you'll operate at like 60%, you know, like let's get to 70, 80, 90. But we can't yeah. And I think it's more important now than ever. Like we're at a point now where there's so much distraction out there. Like yesterday I got, I got, I don't know, I had like a squirrel <laughs> ran past my desk. I got distracted, but you got, I got, you know, well, 20 different windows open in my, in my browser, my phone's buzzing. Um, people are texting me, people are Facebook messaging me. They're just all my attention is just, it's can go everywhere right now. Like so many people have access to us that we need to be more focused than ever. If we want to be uh, hit the numbers and, and hit, hit the areas we want. And that's, that's why people struggle to be successful right now. They're spending so much time on social media and worrying about what everything else is, everybody else is doing and things like that. And just kind of, you know, bringing yourself back to what the purpose is. And I think going back to the beginning of this recording, it's, it's really just, it's the why it's, it's what, what are you doing this for? Why are you doing it? What's the goal? What's the dream about? And like you said, I've done some, some of those, like write down some dreams and things like that. And if they're not in front of me, like, right, I'm looking around right now and I remember like we went to an event together and we wrote down some goals, like some bucket list type goals. And I know what they are. Uh, one of them was for me was to go on safari. And we did that. Uh, and I found the way to do it. I figured it out. It made sense. And we people it. with you check, check in the box. And, but it's not in front of me right now. And I know that I need to put it up. I need to put it up on the wall. I need to put it up in front of me. I need to I need to see it. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the giraffe right behind you going, okay, that one's checked off. I had it on the wall. So um, that's a phenomenal looking giraffe, by the way. I that's know. I have artists. I yeah. hope they're not artists. I'm trying to groom them to be like a doctor, an engineer, and a lawyer, but we'll see where they go. We have some starving, <laughs> starving artists. So, uh, so I know that I, anything else that you want to share about kind of your presentation, the event, anything like that? Um, I just, you know, I want to highlight and I think we're going to share other people's stories from stage two, but the goals that I've set that I've used this tool to get me to like um, 120 appointments when I was doing an average of five a week, I wanted to double the number of appointments and I ended up getting, uh, I think 126, you know, because of the focus. I mean, I think for all of us, focus is the hardest thing, right? Cause you have videos to make, you have, other stuff going on you have people to talk to a team to manage like it's really hard to stay consistently focused and when you can get focused man it's it's awesome and you at the end of three months like you, you should like you're talking about showing up at the meetings 
when you show up back with people, like let's say they're not in your accountability group, when you show up, you have that kind of pride of, I did something. I took that knowledge that I gained last time and I made something of it. Um, so that's what I want to give people. Like that's, if I could just give them that, if so, if one person after my presentation could like send me a message three months later and say, so I was sitting in those seats and I had all these ideas and you helped me focus on one and I accomplished it, that would be worth it. Yeah. Becca's really big on uh, notes and thank yous mm -hmm. and she's phenomenal. She sends out thank you cards and uh, it's all stuff that I, I, that's what I need accountability partner for that. So, um, <laughs> Your 10 cards this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's what I need to start doing. So, um, Becca, you've been to all the uh, flip hacking lives in the past too, right? Mm -hmm. This will be your fourth one. Same with yeah. me. And I know I interviewed Ariane. Uh, she's been to all of them. Andy, obviously Mike Simmons. So, um, what do you think about the event? Like, what is it to you in the past? Like what have, what have you gotten from it? What do you think somebody can get from this other than obviously your accountability group and, and some of those things? So that I, everyone, I, there's always one, at least one standout presentation that hits me right where I needed. Like it's the, you know, there's, there's tons of great presentations and I always find one speaks directly to me. So I think last year, Mike Simmons dispositions, um, presentation, like, wow, I took a ton away from that and we implemented it and it helped a bunch. Um, one of the first ones obviously with Andy was the permission and like the mindset. I mean, that's the first step on this journey is just seeing what's possible and then giving yourself permission to go after it um, and, and to kind of get past that fear. And um, another one was like marketing. I think two years ago, I can't remember who did the presentation. It might've been Andy. Somebody did a, a marketing presentation and they broke down like, what was their cost per contract, their cost per call, their cost per appointment, um, what was their efficiency of their teams. And that was at the point in my business where I was starting to dial in like hiring an acquisitions person and what they should be doing and whether or not it's healthy. So um, I feel like every single one of the flip packing lives, I've gotten something very tangible that I've remembered for, you know, years now. Um, so that's that I'm excited. I can't wait. I don't know what, what's, what this year is going to be. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Really I, cool. I think you, you kind of nailed it. There's something there for everybody in, in the, the place that they are right now. Mm -hmm. As opposed like, so everybody's going to take something different away from there. Yeah. So last year, somebody else got hit with one of the other speakers that really talked to them. And it's my whole goal to put this to event together is to make sure that we have a good variation of different speakers, of different topics, of different personalities, people that, you know, you get along with, you can resonate with, you can hear their story. And it's, it sounds like you, you know, you can see yourself doing that. And that's the permission. That's the, that's the understanding that somebody else can do it. So can you. And when you see that, that gives you a lot of power to leave that place and go yeah. execute on those things and execute on the accountability that you're talking about. So um, I think that's it. Like everybody, there's something there for everybody, whether you're new, whether you're brand new, whether you've been, do you do a couple hundred deals a year, whether you, um, are a real estate agent just thinking about flipping like there's there's a presentation there that's gonna you're gonna go I can do that like that's that's me that's exactly what I need in the place that I am right now maybe you're struggling hiring somebody maybe you um, maybe you work for somebody like I know when Jeremiah came he worked for somebody else and he's like I want to do this myself and figure it out and he, he looked at everybody and went oh, I could do this I can they run can this do company. It, I can. yeah my, so, you know what I'm really looking forward to so every flip hacking live I have a couple conversations with people who say, I really want to do this full time, but I don't want to quit my job. Or like, I'm really, I'm looking forward. I need to accomplish X, Y, or Z. And then I'm going to quit my job. And you know what I'm going to say? If you come to me and say that, I'm going to say, when? When are you quitting your job? And then I'm going to put it in my calendar and I'm going to send you a message on the day you tell me you're going to quit. Like Philip, <laughs> Philip Blake Porter this year. I was like, look what showed up on my feed. And he's like, it's a good thing I did quit my job or everyone would have seen that <laughs> you so I won't do that to you. I did learn that lesson, but yeah, so, calendar. <laughs> yep, I love that. So that that is serious accountability. So um, you got to be careful about what you say to Becca at this event, by the way. So if you see her walking around, uh, just watch your P's and Q's. If you tell her you're going to quit her job, your job, it might I'm end like, up on Facebook. Let me pull out my calculator, yeah. <laughs> my my calendar. Uh, it's good stuff. So I'm I'm really excited about the event. I think uh, I think your presentation is definitely going to hit hit home in a lot of people. And, um, I look forward to interviewing some people next year and them saying, yeah, Becca's was what I need. And, you know, and because that's, that's the ultimate compliment, right? 
That's the, um, you know, I was secretly hoping you would say one of my presentations, but. Oh, I'm sorry. I always the, love yours. Yeah, that's the ultimate compliment. Snapchatting is, you with your bunny ears on while you're that's, speaking. That's right. I can't wait for that. So, um, I, you know, that's it. it we, we bring the speakers here that, like, listen to Becca. She said, I really just want one person to send me a note saying that I accomplished the one thing that I said that I was going to do. And your, your presentation made me do that. Like that's, that's the type of people that are up on stage that are in our community that, you know, are kind of aligned together is just really great people, you know, who she's not, uh, you know, selling a accountability thing. She's not doing that stuff. It's like, she just wants to thank you. And that's really what we want. That's really what we're after this yeah. for. And that's why I'm here. That's why I decided to do, do this when, uh, it was scary and I wasn't sure that I wanted to take over this company. It's just the, the, the text messages that I've got an email yesterday from somebody who just said, Hey, thanks for all you do. Thanks for putting in the work. It's really moved the needle for me in this six figure group. And that email right there and said, hey, I love the original content that's coming out on the podcast. It's really changing things for me. Or I, I just bought a ticket because of the last interview that you did on the podcast. And I really needed that. And that's what I want to see. And, and I'm coming. And when I get that stuff, that's what it's about. You know, that's really what it's yeah. about. So the significance to other people, right? And for them to be more than they, they were before they knew you. I think that's probably my driver. And, you know, the people that come and contact me, I want you to be better because you knew me. Yeah. And the cool thing is, you know, we're products, you know, I'm a product of this organization. Like I was doing nothing before I came in here and I got the accountability. I got in front of everybody. I got, um, I got linked up with people who were doing more than me. I got the permission. I got like removed the glass ceiling, all that stuff happened. And now to have the honor to kind of continue to continue the, the process and continue down this path, it's just yeah. amazing. So really cool. And that's why I think a lot of us give so much because we've gotten so much, you know, yeah. and, uh, so, uh, okay. So for those of you guys who are listening that want to come check out Becca and you want to get some accountability and see how she does it and implement yeah, it in the 12-week year, Woo! stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Just make this weird. Go to footpackinglive.com. Get your tickets. Come to Footpacking Live. We really want to see you. It's October 10th through the 12th in San Diego. It's coming up. Uh, by the time you listen to it, the hotel will probably, are, like our hotel discount will probably be gone. The ticket price may have gone up yet uh, already. Um, I know we're raising it up in a week or so. So um, just come get your ticket. If you can make it this year, great. Um, if you can't, you know, we, I love the fact that you're listening to the podcast. I love that you're you know, spending time with us. You're I just, I, I love it. If you would subscribe, if you would tell your friends, share it with somebody who might need it, uh, leave us a rating and review or something like that. So, um, and check, check us out, come to flip packing life. Like it's a lot of fun. We got some great people. If you go back the last couple weeks and just kind of listen to the podcast, you will just be shocked at the amount of content that's going to be there. And I'm only scratching the surface of the speakers. I mean, I'm looking up at my board and I still got like, try to find a way to talk to 10 other speakers and we're just not going to, we just don't have time to get to them all. So you just have to come check it out. So flippackinglive.com, October 10th through the 12th. It's in San Diego, California. Uh, I was born there. There's no, uh, I love it there. I you absolutely love it there. I can't wait to go back. So um, I'm excited. I'm going to go a couple days early and see some friends and eat some food and visit some places that I love. So, um, all right, I'll see you guys there. Becca, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and uh, sharing all this uh, good stuff for, for everybody Yay. on the podcast. All right, guys, I'll, uh, I'll see you next time. Bye, Becca. Bye. Thank you for listening to the House Flipping HQ podcast with Bill Allen. If you haven't gotten your tickets to Flip Hacking Live to see our guests live on stage sharing all of their systems and secrets, make sure you go to fliphackinglive.com before tickets are sold out. This is an event you can't miss. We'll see you in San Diego.